You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number two here on The Dan Patrick Show. It's me, Jason McIntyre, joined by Jeff Schwartz, former NFL offensive lineman. We both do some gambling shows for Fox Sports, FS1. Jeff, uh, how are you feeling about New Year's resolutions coming up? We got uh, four days to get them in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll get to an NFL coach chiming in on that shortly. But um, how are you feeling about yours? I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Maybe I'm kind of weird like that. But, like, I don't know. Um, maybe it'd be to win some games in the NFL and gamble next season. <laughs> right, that way to go. Even though, even though, to be fair, my record in my contest is sixteen fifty-two. So that's pretty good. Se- seven games, seven games a week because I do the, I have college football included in my contest. Um, so I'm I'm okay there. A lot that's 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 pumped up by my Pac-12 record, which is really good, and I'm like at seventy percent in Pac-12. Um, but like, yeah, just to be have a normal gambling season next year, maybe should be my my New Year's resolution. Normal? That does not exist, man. I mean, <laughs> but it, I, how about like home underdogs covering like by that are, you know, that are home divisional dogs getting seven plus points covering for once. Like, how mm. about we have that next season? Yeah. Uh, good luck. Good luck figuring that out. NFL's the toughest market to crack. You know, it's, 100%. it's easier to win the stock market, Jeff. I mean, seriously. Or like, like what I do, like, for example, I'm 31 and 13 in the Pac-12 this season football. Um, I was 31 and. 31 and 12 I lost the my bowl game the Oregon State game. I'm not I'm not I'm out of bowl games. I just the bowl game season. I mean, by the way, bowl season is uh, you know, hanging by a thread basically. I know. And there's a there's a bowl game in an hour too by the way. It's fantastic. Um Wait, playing wait, who's Detroit. playing? Music City Bowl. Uh, no, not, I think it's not, uh, not not the Music City Bowl. It's um Motor City Bowl, I think. Like it's at, it's at uh, it's at 11 a.m. Eastern. It's um I don't know, Ball State, who knows. Come on, You're, nobody's watching that. Like, I think I'm, I'm 100% going to watch this game. Really? It is, um, it's, uh, oh, the Quick Lane Bowl, Western Michigan, Nevada. The, Nevada's a good quarterback. No, I he's, know not he's, playing. Playing. he's not oh, playing. He's not playing. A- playing. Anybody See? worth their salt is bailing on the bowl games. It's like, come it's on. bailing on the bowl games. But nonetheless, um, so yeah, so the Pac-12, like, if you focus on one conference in college football you can actually win a lot of money doing that it's just hard to do i, I yeah. work pac radio every day so like that's i'm very keen on pac conference yeah. that's the way to do it it's like the guys who love to bet on tennis you really sink your teeth into tennis you there's that there's a market you can crack you know totally uh wnba is. gambling you know oh, uh, it's, done, it's crazy wnba um you can make what I, I used to bet wnba a little bit um and um, yeah, you just follow the line movement. And that's where you know the sharps are betting, and that's how you just you just oh reverse line movement to the under. All right, I guess I'll wager on this random WNBA game. <laughs> it, it, you can make money doing that. Life is too short to uh, gamble on the WNBA, Jeff. All right, l- let's get to the first awesome piece of audio we have. Obviously, we talked about the big sideline fight between uh, Payne and Allen, former college teammates, brotherly love, or something else. Here is the sound after the game. From Jonathan Allen talking about throwing a punch at his teammate. You know, when things are going bad like they are, things get heated. I think everybody saw what happened. Um, I, I think the important thing is we're going to move forward from it. Brothers fight. When something happens on the field, you never let it carry into the locker room. Things get heated. We fix them. We sit down as grown men and we move on. I mean, like, I don't think you – it takes a rock inside just to, you know. If you look at how that game went, I mean, emotions are high. Things are high. Things happen. Yeah, not ideal for Washington. The video will be everywhere. You know, if you watch like the morning TV shows that, you know, uh, people watch before they get um, in the car to drive to work, 
like the Washington sideline fight is that gotcha video that even, you know, housewives who don't care about the NFL are like, oh, my gosh. Like, my mom's probably going to call me later today and be like, did you see these two guys on Washington going at it on the sideline? <laughs> you know, like, that's the kind of thing in Washington. That's just more bad news for a franchise. Danny Snyder, that I guess I can't criticize him too harshly, but um, one of the worst owners in the league. Um, and now, can we do Belichick? Do you guys have that one? This is my favorite audio from Sunday, Jeff. Bill Belichick, tough loss to the Bills. Belichick coached his butt off, but he just, you know, Josh Allen was better. Yeah. Here is actual audio from the post game, Bill Belichick and the media. Hi, um, football aside, sorry, but I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah, no, not right now. Okay, thanks. Maybe next week. <laughs> oh my God! So Jeff, I love that. The best part is the lady, and there's a video of this. She was so sincere, right? Like she was smiling, like very sincere question, right? Just kind of didn't read the room. Maybe doesn't know Belichick. I don't know. And Belichick handled it as like classy as Belichick would in that moment. Like he didn't laugh, he didn't snicker, he didn't tear her apart. He's like, yeah, I'm not answering that question right now. Yeah, it's one of those things. I can even, I can, uh, you know, I started out my career in newspapers, and then you know, I met this girl, and I was like, oh, I, I think I got to make this girl my wife, but I can't make it on twenty one thousand dollars a year a newspaper salary. So I got the hell out of newspapers quickly, and uh, the job at a newspaper is tough, Jeff, because the editor will say, "Here's what we want, go get it," and I will bet you anything that the editor of this woman's paper said, "Hey, I got it. We got a great capper." to close out our New Year's resolutions piece. We'll go ask Belichick. He will say something snide, and then we can wrap the article with that. So you go get Bill Belichick. Ask him this question. So you think she that's what happened? She spent her Sunday going to this post-game presser. Or, unless so, they were doing over Zoom, and I missed that. So, but no, no, it was Basically, that's the quote you, that's the money quote you want to end it. Does anybody do New Year's resolutions? And then, you know, you got people saying, yes, I'm going to do this, the whole gym thing that everybody and their mom does, and then they yeah, bail by February. That. You know how that goes, Jeff. And I can guarantee you the newspaper article that she writes closes with Belichick maybe next year. Right? So, Isn't so that the you, perfect, so you perfect think, finish? You think the editor set her up to fail in this spot is what you're telling me? Yeah, basically. I mean, I still write, and I, I mean, I, I, my editors at least don't set me up for failure like that. I'd be like, nah, I'm not answering, I'm not answering that Yeah, but question. again, she's probably, you know, just like, hey, uh, listen, at this stage in newspapers, Jeff, folks are kind of desperate. Like, the, the market's shrinking. Um, they don't really pay people. If you've got a job in newspapers, you're not bailing. It's it's ugly. Now, listen, our editors at Fox are <laughs> much cooler. We, yeah, I mean, so we know them personally. They're not going to set us up for <laughs> They're not going to set us up for the kill like that. But um, I don't know. I just, uh, Belichick, listen, man, remember, what, three weeks ago? Belichick beats the Bills on that uh, Monday night game in the windstorm. And it was like, oh, there's your coach of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Patriots are dangerous. Give me the Super Bowl futures. And, you know, guys like us were like, just pump the brakes, okay? And here we are two weeks later, and all of a sudden, Patriots, not a lock to make the playoffs, right? Mac Jones clearly struggling. Uh, By the way, I kind of hope the Patriots make the playoffs so I can fade Mac Jones, right? Jeff, you know this as a gambler. Rookie quarterbacks... In the NFL playoffs, have an abysmal well, record. It's like two in the two for the last seventeen or something and on, crazy. And on the road, so it's yeah. going to be even even. I mean, it's just uh, let's be real. Mac Jones is a great front runner. He can make all the throws when you're leading and protecting a lead. He can deliver, but asking him to come back from a deficit, not that's not who he is. He's not built like that yet. He, he is a game manager. Can we be he's, real? 
Yes, and that's fine. It's okay to There's say that. There's nothing wrong with him. that, yeah. He's a rookie quarterback. He's playing his, it's his first opportunity to be in the playoffs, his first opportunity to, to have these big moments. I think he's handled himself about as well as you can do for a rookie quarterback in these moments. And these are be moments for, you know, to kind of help him heading into next season when I think you can, you know, be realistic about the Patriots maybe having a chance to actually win the AFC if Mac Jones can evolve from being kind of a game manager to being more of a of a game kind of a game wrecker, right? A playmaker. That's a tough leap to make, right? Is it not? Uh game uh, I don't think so because he's not he's not ruining the game for them right now. He he just is you know they're they're not comfortable with him taking over the game quite yet, and but he's dude, he's a rookie quarterback. Like we saw this with struggles last year with with some of the stuff Herbert was doing and Burrow was doing. Like it just takes a little bit of time, and I think it'd be I think year two you feel great about Mac Jones. Yeah, I, he's you know when Tom Brady came in as a six round pick, and this has been well chronicled. He was the ultimate game manager. People forget in the early two thousands, yes. maybe it might have been two thousand two thousand one. He was basically handed off to Corey Dillon, uh, get out of his way, and let's let our defense, which had uh, like three future Hall of Famers, let's just let them lock everything down and we'll win 17-10, right? Isn't that what Tom Brady came up as? It's it's 100% what they did when he was young, yes. And now making that leap, I mean, again, Brady didn't make the leap really. I don't know, was it the Randy Moss year? Um. A little bit before that, but yeah, the rating in 07 was the first year, I think, when he set the you know the, the the touchdown record. That was probably the first year he really kind of made it known about, you know, this is kind of an offensive team now, not a defensive team. Yeah, I'm looking at the next-gen stats chart on Mac Jones. So, Jeff, do you want to know how many passes he completed over 20 yards against the Bills? Zero. Correct. Do you want to know how many he had 15 yards or greater? Uh, I would go with zero. Close two. Okay, that's it. Over ten. Yeah, it's not what, he it's had not what three they do. passes completed of ten yards or more. Basically, he is a checkdown guy at this point. Well, there's nothing Which wrong is with fine. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's would, nothing wrong would, with would that. Would you would you take Mac Jones or Zach Wilson next season? Uh, Zach Wilson. You're out of your mind. No way. I would take Zach Wilson in a heartbeat. I mean, come on. Zach Wilson had no offense whatsoever. Rookie offensive play caller in Lafleur's brother. Patriots had McDaniel's. And Zach Wilson has at least shown he has massive upside. With the tw- he's twenty, I think he was twenty-one years old for most of his rookie year. Just turned twenty-two. With a full year out of BYU, like Mac Jones was in Alabama, he saw top-tier talent in the SEC. I, I, I think the higher upside, unquestionably, is Zach Wilson. Now, if you look at the coaching around him, well, it's obviously Mac Jones with Belichick and McDaniel's. But no, well, I'm going that, Zach Wilson. That, that all day. matters, though. Coaching matters. Oh well, you just said quarterback. I, you didn't say situation. Well, well, both, I mean, but both, like you, you. I'd rather have Mac Jones. I think there's a reason Mac Jones was the fifth quarterback taken. Like people know his limitations, and I just don't see it now. I we still could get to Trey Lance going three. I have not seen that, but then again, I don't know how anybody well, we, could have we right? seen Trey Lance play at all. So who knows? Yeah, that guy hasn't thrown a pass in what like three months. Um, it's been a long time. Yeah. So, Jeff, uh, when we come back out of the next break in a couple minutes, I want to do a game called Quarterback Roulette. Okay. I basically have all the quarterbacks down who could leave and the potential destinations. Do you, uh, uh, I know you like the NBA. You gamble on the NBA. A couple years ago when Draymond Green was at his apex, there was this thing where everybody in the draft wanted to look for the next Draymond Green, right? <laughs> yes. A guy who's like 6'9", can guard uh, guards, but also guard bigs, so occasionally hit the three, high IQ, good passer. My thing, my thought here is everybody in free agency is looking for the next Ryan Tannehill, right? Ryan Tannehill was eh 
in Miami, yes. coming out of Texas A&M. He was like a converted receiver. And he never really had the coaching, never really had the skill position players, and Tennessee saw something. They take Ryan Tannehill, and he's turned into a pro bowler. Ryan Tannehill can lead you deep into the playoffs. We've seen that uh, in Tennessee. Is there a quarterback in free agency who could be, could be, the next Ryan Tannehill? Um, who, are, who are my options though? Well, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no, run, there's no quarterbacks. Quarterbacks don't hit free agency. That's the, that's the reason why there's never any options in free agency. Yeah, it, um, it's it's bleak. I mean, again, Carson Wentz uh, was nearly an MVP in Philly, and he essentially hit the market. They were like, we don't want Carson Wentz. The Indianapolis Colts took a chance on him, and Jeff, here we are, late in the season, and the Colts are arguably the third best team in the AFC. We both are not believers in Carson Wentz. I, I pulled up his pro football focus. He grades out as the 29th best quarterback he's, in the league this year. Not, 29th. Now, Russell good. Wilson is 20, tied with him. I'm sorry. Russell Wilson and Carson Wentz are tied. Yeah, Russell Wilson hasn't played well this season. He's been awful. Um, but Carson Wentz is below Daniel Jones, which is extremely hard to do. Uh, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, only in seven starts. Um, Matty Ice, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. So Carson Wentz has not been good. That being said, if you put him in the position to succeed, right? And that's one of the biggest things in life, in sports, put people in a position to succeed. Carson Wentz is kind of in one, right? He was. They won a game uh, two weeks ago. He was five for twelve. Yes, indoors. Like, it's funny the 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 Colts beat writers um, you know, who follow the team. It's good to check in with those guys, right? Because they follow the team every year and they watch obviously every play and whatnot. Yeah. A lot of them said. After this game against um, the Arizona on Saturday night, they're like Carson Wentz finally won a game on his own. It's like you're in week 16 and <laughs> finally wins a game like on his own his signature moment. All right, I guess it has to happen better late than never. But like, come on, guys, I it is it's hard for me to find a quarterback in the NFL who people want to be great more than Carson Wentz. Like, his 2017 season seems to be an outlier for him. He was third in, in, in EPA, expected points added. He's not been top 10 since. Like, he, he's not been the same guy. And when it comes to the playoffs, man, you can have a little something extra from those positions. Yeah. And or, look, look, you certainly can be Jimmy Garoppolo and just kind of go, what, six for eight in the NFC Championship game? Yep. That's... That's hard to do. And nearly win a Super Bowl. Uh, you that, know. It's hard to do. Yeah. But it doesn't happen often. And people love, love, Jason, outliers, right? Oh, Nick Foles did it. Okay, fine. If Carson Wentz, Colts Wentz, I'll give you this. I'll give you this. If Carson Wentz has the two best games of his career in the AFC Championship game, the Super Bowl, you're right. The Colts can win a Super Bowl. But that's saying a lot. If he turns into Joe Flacco for a playoff run, okay, great. Sure. I guess he could, but like, why are we wagering outliers? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, if Carson Wentz ends up facing Joe Burrow in the first round and it's Colts, uh, Colts will win. Colts are better than the Colts will win that game. I, better I, than the I will bet. And nobody's going to bet the Colts, Jeff. The public's going to say, oh, give me Joe Burrow. They're at home. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I'm very much, hey, if anyone's listening right now, please, please. Wager a lot of money on the Bengals this weekend so the line can come down. I very much appreciate that. <laughs> I got four, four and, and a half, half last night. Four and a half is a terrible line. It's a dead line. Please, like, can we get it like under four maybe? Under three would be even better. That's not going to happen. But under four, 
would be just would be grand, everyone. Please, just bet the Bengals. The Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs this weekend, of course, right? They're the hotter team. Joe Burns threw for 500 and so many yards. They have, they have Jamar Chase and they have Joe Mixon, right? The Chiefs have no chance on the road. So just please bet that. Bet the Colts very, very strong There this it weekend. is. Early gambling advice, week 17. We'll do fantasy later. I know some of you in the, in the fantasy championship. My son and I both reaching the championship, but... Coming up next, we are going to do quarterback roulette, Russell Wilson. Uh, We're going to toss Matt Ryan in there. Maybe he's the next Tannehill, although Matt Ryan has an MVP award. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of names. It'll be fun. But first, empower your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller, a new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island, is available now. Impeller is your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash impeller. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Back here on the Dan Patrick Show. I'm Jason McIntyre. He's Jeff Schwartz in for Dan Patrick and company. Jeff, I saw some meatball tweeted us about a defense of Carson Wentz and was like, look, look, Carson Wentz is sixth in QBR. Um, I'm just yeah. going to point this out real we quick. We, Go no look one... at the weekly leaders for QBR. You will never guess who was number one in week 16. Zach Wilson. Oh, there we go. He threw for like 104 yards, but he had a 52-yard touchdown run. So obviously, QBR favors rushing quarterbacks. Get a clue, guy who tweeted at us. Zach Wilson was the number one QBR quarterback this week, okay? Like, get I, again, a clue. Again, there's no one who defends quarterback more than, like, Carson Wentz. Like, I, I just, I, I don't get it. Um, there is... I get there's like a redemption part of this, right? Like you want someone to be great again, and, and he was great in 2017. Um, but like, how many how many other teams win a Super Bowl with their starting quarterback getting hurt? It doesn't happen often, right? Like, I don't know. I I just and he's never been the same player since. I I I don't get it. It would ever matter. Yeah. Well, problem. we in America we love a good redemption story, right? Uh, overcoming odds, coming back from you know uh, the ashes, you know people uh, people wanted to give him comeback player of the year. I said for comeback from what? He was benched last season. He wasn't hurt. <laughs> like come on, I think come on. Dak, I think Dak Prescott won that like you know before Halloween. I've never wagered more money on any wager in my entire life than Dak Prescott comeback player of the year. I made four separate wagers on that because my I, I live in a state that doesn't allow such a thing. And so I, there was a limit on how much I could wager on it. And uh, I made four separate bets on that, on Dak Prescott, comeback player of the year. Smart man, Jeff. All right, let's look. Let's dive deep into quarterbacks, right? So I texted Jeff a list of about a dozen quarterbacks who could be on the move, who could demand out. And um, I think we have to start with Aaron Rodgers. Jeff, you, you seem pretty keen that he wants to return. But I just want to remind people. Aaron Rodgers was never like a media guy. He is going on like a weekly show. This guy named Pat McAfee has a show. And Aaron Rodgers is going on there. And he, I mean, I don't I don't listen to the show, but I see the clips online. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers is just angry and just wants to throw a middle finger up to everybody in the league and call his shot. You think he's staying in Green Bay? Um, so I, I do, and, and I'll explain I'll explain why. Um you know, 
the goal obviously is is to win, right? And and I think Rodgers knows that. He knows that um, the best chance to win is in Green Bay. And if he goes, like, where's he going to Denver? He's not going to win in Denver. Is, is he going to win in in Pittsburgh? I mean, maybe I guess, right? He can win in Pittsburgh. He's not going to New Orleans probably. Um, and and so the 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 opportunity for winning is number one and still in his mind. I mean, th- that's how he gets what he wants, right? He gets what he wants, the attention, all that, because he's winning. If he was on a bad team, no one would care about Aaron Rodgers. But because on a winning team, they do. He's about to go to his third straight NFC Championship game. Like, you're not going somewhere else after that. His issues seem to be with how things were handled. It appears that the Packers are trying to make amends for that. I think he would be, it'd be a very bad career move for him to leave Green Bay. Interesting. Now, I, I would say the opposite is true. Look at, across the sports landscapes, GOAT-types players who have picked their spot and moved. Uh, LeBron comes to L.A., wins a championship. Well, LeBron's been to four teams. Like, come Every, on, I mean, yeah, four and times. I think it shows anywhere he goes, he wins. Tom Brady wins with Belichick. Sport, man. Okay, Tom Brady wins with Belichick. Tom Brady decides, you know what? I, I got my choice. I could go Chargers. I'm going to go Tampa Bay Bucks. They had not been to the playoffs, yeah. and he wins a Super Bowl but, in year one. But the difference is, is that the Packers are, are winning right now. So, well, like, the Patriots were winning. I think they had the number one seed when Tom Brady's final year, right? Uh, and they lost to the Titans at, se- at, at home. Se- the second seed, but second it, seed. Okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, but there was clearly he was carrying that team, right? Rodgers is not. This is the best Packers defense they've had in quite a few years. They've drafted very well. It's got a good offensive line. Like I think the, the Patriots situation and Tom Brady had won. Six Super Bowls already in New England. Like, eventually those runs end. Yeah. He's been with Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers has now for three. Matt LaFleur has not lost a regular season game after November. Still. Well, it, it, that that is my second point. We heard Tom Brady was sick of being belittled by Belichick. Belichick lauded as the greatest coach of all time. I wonder if Brady was a little sick of all the shine Belichick was getting for the way he treated him and was like, you know what, bugger off, dude. I'm going to go do my own thing and win a Super Bowl. And is Aaron Rodgers hearing all this LaFleur stuff? Because honestly, like I know we're giving LaFleur props, but is LaFleur anything without Aaron Rodgers? And I would be willing to bet anything, Jeff, if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers, LaFleur is a 500 coach at best next year. At best. I don't care who's court. I mean, he's not getting anybody good, but Jordan Love is his guy. Probably, but what what would Andy Reid be with with Chad Henney? Well, Andy Reid took uh, Alex Smith to the playoffs a couple times. Yeah, and he but went Alex to, Smith is he won, far better than Jordan Love. In, it, with the Eagles, he won a lot and went to the playoffs. Never could fully break through. I think he lost a Super Bowl with McNabb. He, he did, but McNabb and and Alex Smith are far better than than Jordan Love would be, though. Like, just, yes, yeah. unless Jordan Love is holding back and we haven't seen him yet. Was this his second year riding right uh, the bench? Um, yes, yes. I yes. just if I'm Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he, if he, uh, we both agree, right? We got an Albert Breer coming up here in a minute. Jeff, we both agree Aaron Rodgers is probably the most talented quarterback ever. Not the best, but the most talented. Would you agree or no? Uh, yeah, that's fair. He's I up guess. there. Okay. He's up there. I mean, he knows at, he's not passing Brady. What, what Elway and Marino with their arms and Rodgers and, and yeah. Mahomes. I mean, like, it's this best thing. He's, he's one of the best. Yes. One of the best. Okay. I just, you can put him in. It's tough to get in the Brady discussion because of six Super Bowls and Rodgers has had a lot of AFC. I'm uh, sorry, NFC failures in the playoffs. I just wonder if he leaves, goes to Denver, wins a Super Bowl. What does that do for the for the Aaron Rodgers narrative? Does it does it elevate him? Can he be elevated? I just he's got nothing left to prove in Green Bay, in my opinion. He's carried that franchise for so dang long. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, 
But where's he going to go and win next season? Well, that's like, the thing. T- like Tampa Bay was built specifically to kind of have Tom Brady come in. He knew that. I mean, Pittsburgh, I guess, maybe. But Pittsburgh's not really what Tampa was. Um, Denver's not that team right now. I don't well, think, when, when Tom Brady Tom Brady went to Tampa, he had to face New, uh, New Orleans a couple times, struggle with them. You know, Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. He's got to face Patrick Mahomes a couple times, uh, Justin Herbert a couple times. This Packers division, by the way, is a joke. Nobody else is in there exactly. going to play. He, he, wins, he wins every year. I just, I can't. I think it'll be a bad career for a decision for him to move. So, so does it? How much does it elevate him though if he leaves and wins a Super Bowl? I mean, of course, it elevates him. Just like it elevates LeBron to do it. Yeah, three it, no places. matter what he does in Green Bay, it's not going to really. He cannot. I don't think enhance his profile. But anyways, we'll get back to the quarterbacks. We got Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated Monday Morning Quarterback coming up. Do we have Albert? Yes, we got Albert Breer. All right, well, let's welcome in my main man, Albert Breer, Sports Illustrated Monday Morning Quarterback. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, can't complain. Uh, J- Al- Jason McIntyre and Jeff Schwartz in for Dan Patrick. Albert, let's get started with the Dallas Cowboys. Impressive win on Sunday Night Football. Uh, this team, can they get to the Super Bowl, given that offense, the healthy defense? Even the special teams look good last night. Yeah, you know, I think so much of it's just going to ride on, on the health of the offensive line. You know, and um, you know, Tyron Smith's been in and out of the lineup the last couple of years, really. Um, Zach Martin's a little older, um, and he missed the end of last year. Uh, Lyle Collins, you know, I, I just, you know, I, I think so much of the identity, and this really goes back a decade, has been built to that offensive line. And so if you watch the way they've ebbed and flowed over the last few years, a lot of it is directly related to the health of those guys up front because those guys haven't been quite um, as, as sturdy as they were four or five years ago. And so, you know, the interesting thing about it, guys, I think is that they built up everything else around it. You know, the receivers were once a problem. The receivers are now, you know, I, I think one of the best groups in the league. You know, I think Zeke Elliott still has some juice left, and he's got Tony Pollard behind him. And then on defense, you know, the defense I think is as good as it's been in a while with some real playmakers and Demarcus Lawrence coming back off the injury and Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. And so, you know, I, I, I really think if you want to simplify it and boil, boil it down, if the offensive line can stay healthy, and perform at the, at the at the level they're accustomed to, this might be the most complete team in the league. It's just that so much of their identity has run through that group over the last decade that when those guys are, are, are out, when they're missing guys up front, they just aren't the same. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams are obviously like that, and, and they're weathering the storm with injuries. Can, can Tampa Bay continue to do this? And they put a bad Panthers team, but they have Fournette. And, and David now on the short-term injury reserve, right, the, the three-game. Godwin's out yep. for the season. Mike Evans is beat up right now. They, they hopefully, I think they hope to get some secondary pieces back. But can they win with this team kind of as it is now? Yeah, you know, Jeff, I think, um, you know, like uh, the, the team's constructed a little bit differently than it was last year. Now, I think Fournette's a big one because Fournette sort of gave them something that I, I'm not sure anybody else in the roster can give them. And so, you know, I, I know he's seen a couple specialists, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, what his timeline winds up being. Um, I don't know that it's a sure thing that they're going to get him back at full strength. So that's a big one, and I think that's one to watch. Uh, but, you know, I, I do think the, the makeup of the offense is a little bit different than it, than it was last year. Where, and what I mean by that is I think they're a little bit more reliant on Brady, Brady guys, and they're a little bit more Brady-centric than they were last year, which is natural because this is his second year there. Um, you know, and when I talked to other teams that had played against them, when they went to that little, you know, that little rut they were in for about a month in November, 
Um, you know, I you know, when you ask around, the one thing that kind of came back over and over and over again on why they worked the same in November as they had been in September and October was no Antonio Brown, no Rob Gronkowski. And the interesting thing about it is if you look last year, right, like where they were, both those guys came in late. It was the COVID year. You weren't practicing the same way. You didn't have a real training camp. And so for pretty much the entirety of last year, those guys were sort of treated as bonus pieces, you know, like let's find ways to get them the ball. Whereas this year, because they've got the relationship with Brady, they had the full offseason and everything else, you know, now you're looking at guys that were fully integrated and that Brady was really relying on. And so, you know, I think this year they're more equipped to deal with the loss of somebody like Godwin than they would have been last year based on how the offense is constructed. And I think, honestly, guys, it's a big reason why, um, you know, they were willing to jump through all the hoops they needed to jump through to get A.B. back in the lineup. Uh, Albert, you started a little brush fire on the internet last week when you said that the Browns could entertain <laughs> the idea of Russell Wilson as their uh, next quarterback. And, you know, the Baker Mayfield pro- proceeds to go out and vomit all over himself against the Packers in a really uh, unfortunate performance. You know, island game. Yeah. Everybody's watching. Baker, I mean, geez, you're not giving him 30 mil or 40 or whatever he wants. But talk to me about the Browns quarterback situation going forward. Yeah, I think where they are, J Mac, is um, because this is the way the quarterback market works, right? There's no B level, you know, quarterback contract. You don't give a guy fifty percent of the market or sixty percent of the market when you draft him in the first round. It becomes a yes or no question. You either pay him at the top of the market or you don't. And that's why you saw, you know, there was that string of quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, where every guy, every guy to get a contract would become the highest paid quarterback. So, you know, I, I think that's really where the Browns are right now. They're at a crossroads where Baker Mayfield's going into the final year of his rookie deal, and they have to decide, yes or no, do we want to pay him 40 to $45 million a year? And if you're not willing to do that, is there somebody out there that you are willing to give that money to? Because if you look at the way the roster's built, I mean, that is a team that's ready to win right now. A ton of, like, really good players in the heart of the prime of their careers. You know, guys, you know, and this is across the board, you know, guys like Miles Garrett and um, Jarvis Landry and Nick Chubb and, you know, the offensive line, they got that fixed in short order. And so, you know, I, I think so much of this is kind of looking at the window they're in, looking at how they budgeted for a big quarterback contract right now, because, you know, that's what you do when you draft one first overall. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think if things keep going the way that they've gone the last two months over the next couple of weeks, I think that's going to be part of the equation for the Browns. It's going to be, do we take a look at going and getting a Deshaun Watson, a Russell Wilson, an Aaron Rodgers, whoever's out there? And if it's not that, are we still selling off Baker Mayfield and maybe going for a veteran stopgap like a Jimmy Garoppolo that can get us to the next guy where we're not paying Baker Mayfield $40 million a year? It's, It's a tricky situation. And so, you know, I just, I look at where they're at and, you know, they've done such a good job building that thing up, you know, and now I think it's going to be about finding a way to, to, to come to a long-term answer at the quarterback position. Based on the way Baker's played this year, I'm not sure that you can you know, feel comfortable paying him 40 or $45 million a year. <laughs> well, you absolutely cannot do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but what happens, but, but what happens if, if, they, if they win out, they win the AFC North. They have the Steelers and Bengals. Um, well, right. The Bengals need to lose this weekend to Kansas City. I think we, we're, I'm assuming that there. Um, yep. I mean, are you going to get rid of a guy who took you to playoffs two years in a well, row? So, 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 Jeff, I think that, that that whole thing's changed now, though. 
right? Because if you like, you think about how like how logically they built that team and how you know the, the way those guys think, right? Like, are they going to let you know getting hot in December, you know, kind of guide them on a on on a franchise shifting decision, right? Like on a on a decision that's going to lock them into something for five years. I think the answer to that is no, based on what I know about Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. And beyond just that, look at the recent evidence. I mean, look at where these trends are going. Didn't the Rams just make this decision? Yeah. Right? Like, didn't the Rams just make that decision with Jared Goff? Like, he had gotten them to a Super Bowl, right? Like, didn't the Niners just make that decision on Jimmy Garoppolo? I know they haven't separated from him yet, but, you know, both those guys had very recently signed big-time extensions. Both those guys were in their 20s. Both those guys cost big-time draft capital. And both those organizations, the Rams and the Niners, decided those guys weren't good enough, decided that they needed to level up to compete with the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens of the world for the next 10 years. And so I think that the Browns very much are, are where the Rams and the Niners were, you know, last year at this time, where I think they're going to get out of this season, whether it ends you know, two weeks from, from yesterday or at some point in the playoffs, and they're going to be in the same position asking the same questions that the Rams and the Niners were last year. All right, one more quarterback uh, for you real quick, Albert. Aaron Rodgers. Jeff and I seem to disagree here. Aaron Rodgers probably going to win the MVP, probably going to get the number one seed, apparently hates Green Bay. Not the city, just the organization, doesn't like how they've done him. I'm just curious, is one of the reasons he wants to leave because maybe he just saw Tom Brady get out from under Belichick, go to Tampa, win a Super Bowl, and kind of win that divorce? Aaron Rodgers is carrying LaFleur. Everybody wants to think LaFleur's this great coach. He's done well, sure. But without Rodgers, this guy's a 500 coach for sure. Do you think Rodgers is still inclined to get the hell out of there, or does he stick around? All right. Well, well first of all, first of all, are we sure LaFleur's not that good? The Green Bay Packers have been around 101 years. They just won 12 games for the third year in a row. That's never happened before in the history yeah. of that franchise. I mean, the division has been awful the last three I mean, years. Like, let's give, let's give the guys some credit. Okay. <laughs> you know That's what fair. I mean? Like, all right, all right. So, but 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 I understand your broader question. And I mean, look, like I, I think that there was there was a there was a Brady effect last year, right? Where I think doing what Tom Brady did, right? Tom Brady went to a place, and that place basically decided. We are blowing everything up. We are, we, are, we are taking the way that we built over the last five years to get this thing to a point where it was attracted to Brady, and we're going to blow it up. Everything's going to be on his timeline now. We're going to go get players for him. We're going to build a thing around him. And, you know, two or three years from now, I'll be damned. We don't care what happens then. We're building for right now. And I think that the other quarterbacks around the NFL, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, absolutely in this category. I think Deshaun Watson was to a degree – as well, although I think he's a little bit different because you know, he had a tire fire around him at the time. <laughs> um, but, 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 I think, but I think those guys like, looked at Brady and said, give me some of that. And I think part of it was wanting like, the idea of like, being able to help build a team around you and have a team operate on your timeline. I think the other piece of it for those guys was that's what they're up against now, right? So they look at it and they see the way that Seattle had built, the methodical way that Green Bay had built, and like, they looked at it and said, if that's what I'm going to be up against, I need to have that sort of firepower around me. And so, you know, I think what Brady did sort of disrupted the way that quarterbacks looked, you know, at their teams, the way that quarterbacks looked at their futures. And it'll be interesting to see what happens now, you know, a year separated. Because I do think, like, if you look at what the Packers have done, right, 
and the way that they've operated over the last years, and in particular the way that the way they've operated since they had Aaron, got Aaron back in the building in the summer, I mean, they've been way more aggressive. They went and got Mitt Whitney Merciless. They went and got Jalen Smith. They went and got Randall Cobb. Like, I know all these things haven't worked out, but they've acted a lot more aggressively, you know, over the last seven or eight months. So, I don't know, man. Like, you listen to the way – I mean, go watch the broadcast. Go watch, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, with, with Aaron Andrews again, right, at the end of that game. And the way he talked, that did not sound like a guy who wants to leave Green Bay. Mm. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I, I personally think they're going to go in the Super Bowl now. So, I think this could, you know, wind up having a different ending than everybody expected 12 months ago. Now, if they get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs and Brady wins again, maybe we're talking about something else. But I don't think that this being, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay is quite the fate of complete that it was six or seven months ago. Wow. Good stuff. Uh, Albert Breer, you can find him at Sports Illustrated covering the NFL, Monday morning quarterback. Albert, great stuff as always. Thank Happy you. New Year, buddy. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. All right, Albert Breer. So, uh, Jeff, he kind of sides with you on Rodgers there. You're going nowhere, by, Jason. Yeah, by the way, um, tell me the last time Aaron Rodgers won a big postseason game. And I like Aaron Rodgers, obviously. These guys talented as hell. But well, yeah, for not, whatever reason. That, that, that doesn't change. It's not going to be different in Pittsburgh like or anywhere else. Like This is, gives him the best chance to win. Yeah. Um, you like that Packers D, huh? Uh, all right, so we got to wrap up here. By the way, there's a bowl game starting soon, right, Jeff? Yes, 11 a.m. in 15 minutes. I can't wait. I I, just, I'm going to wager on it just right now. Just all right, I'll get down on that, too. How much time do we have? 15 minutes? All right, I'll do a quick analysis. Uh, I, I saw a photo of the stands. It looked like it's a friends and family-only situation wherever this game's being played. Detroit. Um, yeah, Detroit. Well, lovely Detroit. I hear Detroit's lovely in late December. <laughs> uh, all right, coming up next, Jeff Schwartz and I wrapping up hour number two here on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts back here on the dan patrick show it's me jason mcintyre joined by jeff schwartz uh, we'll finish quarterback roulette in a minute, Jeff. But um, I was doing some reading. Western Michigan looks like it'll be a fun one against Nevada. Nevada's quarterback Carson Strong, potential first round pick. He is not going to play today. Yes, he's sitting out. Uh, you know, Carson Strong has the arm talent. He looks the part. Uh, but he's he, if you look in, I do some NFL mock drafts for Fox Sports. If you look into his injury history on his knee, he's had multiple surgeries. I think that'll scare teams off. Probably not a first-round guy. Uh, kind of in the Mason Rudolph mold, if you will. Um, Jeff Western, favor by seven. Uh, Nevada was going to be favored before Carson Strong yeah. bailed. Uh, who'd you wager on? Um, I, uh, I'm going to wager on Western Michigan minus a seven because of all those reasons. Um, which, But it's not good because everyone is going to take Western Michigan, too. Um, but Nevada's coach also left, too, right? They have a new head coach. It's, it's, it's actually Oregon's... Oregon's um, Who, Moorhead? 
Uh, no, uh, Oregon's defensive back coach, uh, oh. Ken Wilson, took over there. So, You're an Oregon guy? I am is, an Oregon guy. Is he coaching this game? No, 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 no. Um, but nonetheless, um, it's uh, it's like they they just they have a, like a, 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 a random coaching staff. Like it's just it's just an odd place to be for a lot of these teams right now. Oh man, it just I was just gonna bet Nevada seven and it ticked down to six and a half. Dang it! I mean, because uh, you could buy. I have buying a point. Uh, in a bowl yeah, game. plus uh, minus one eighteen. No, I you, hate you the juice. You can't, you can't buy a point in a in a, a half a point in a random bowl game. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I'll just I I'll pay the juice. Uh, I'll go. We'll go head to head. I'll take Nevada for the heck of it. Uh, small wager, um, minus one eighteen, and you're on Western, huh? Yes. So now I actually have to pay kind of attention to this game a little bit. Oh um, uh, yeah, I, pay, I, I just I, I put uh, I put it I put ten whole dollars on Western Michigan. Yeah, just, it, that's so. an action play, pizza money bet for <laughs> it's a Jeff. Pizza Ford. money bet. It's just like um, a little bit of like we're doing some radio, yeah. got a little football on. I yeah. I watched a video yes, yesterday. By the way, was the greatest day in NFL history for one thing, one specific thing. Teasers. It was <laughs> offensive linemen catching touchdown passes. How many? Three of them yesterday. Uh, it wow. was Connor McGovern, the Jets. Jets. Uh, Lane Johnson, good pal of mine for the Eagles, and uh, Terrence Steele for the Cowboys. Yeah. Banner day for the Thick Six. Thick, thick Six. I do love thick that. Six. Yeah, yeah. Thick Six is yeah. fun. Um, Jeff, I, I, real quick, I don't. Uh, we don't have a lot of time here before the uh, second hour wraps up. I am curious, where are you on Davis Mills? Because I got a text from a buddy um, who's in the league, and he's like, listen, don't don't have, I, you know, don't have a uh, – a quarterback to the Texans in the mock in the first round. I was like, why? He's like, Davis Mills is playing well. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, now I did look at Mills, and he showed well yesterday against the Chargers' depleted team. But, um, you know, people are trying to make the case that Davis Mills is, I don't know, maybe had the best year of any rookie in the class. Um, Trevor Lawrence has been bad. Zach Wilson's been hurt. Mac Jones is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But where are you on Davis Mills? Okay. Uh, <laughs> to, to, to be fair... Um, to, to listeners here, um, I watch a lot of football. Uh, I have not watched a lot of football on Davis Mills. Oh, you're missing um, out. So uh, I can't give you a great answer to that one. I knew coming out of college, and he only played six, seven games at, at Stanford. Um, they thought highly of him there. He's a third-round draft pick. It feels unlikely he's going to become a franchise-type quarterback, but they're definitely going to roll with him next year when they get rid of Watson, because Watson's gone. I yeah. mean, it's going to happen. All right. Um, uh, but but I would draft the best player. It's Kayvon Thibodeau, probably. All right. Two hours in the books. It's so easy, Jeff. I mean, we're just rocking and rolling here. Hour number three on the Dan Patrick Show coming up. Jason McIntyre, Jeff Schwartz.